Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shadow Valley. My name is Brennan. This is Gabe. Guys, today we've got a short episode for you, but we still wanted to push something out. Um, Brennan and I are working on a kind of a larger project here, um, so we we didn't want to take too much time off, but we still wanted to obviously do an episode. Um, so today we're going to di- dive into a pretty chilling, spooky subject. Um, as many people know, obviously we've been talking about a lot of, um, um, what's the word? I just forgot it. Why did I just forget the word? We've just kind of been like referencing it a lot. Referencing, but like, yeah. so we're going to talk about the Wendigo, um, but no, cryptid. That's what I was going to say. Oh yeah. Yes. So we've been talking about a lot of cryptids. It is cryptid, right? I think it counts as a cryptid. I mean, it falls into kind of like when we were looking at like researching it, it falls into the like cryptid or like demon mm-hmm. um, kind of category. Right. Right. Okay. So it is, well, we're pretty positive it is when to get or uh, a uh, cryptid, um, but brace yourselves because this kind of stuff just kind of sends a, a little chill down my spine, if you will. Just freaky, you know. All this and Brendan obviously can go into more some more uh, stories or details, but yeah, no, I am <laughs> the Wendigo scares me absolutely to death. Like the first <laughs> time um, I heard about it was just. Uh, that episode of Lost Tapes of the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since I saw that, it just made me so scared because of the image of what a Wendigo traditionally like looks yeah. like. Yeah. Fucking scared the hell out of me. That's spooky, dude. So um, a lot of obviously this and with many uh, cryptids or just kind of these kind of stories, they do come from like na- Native American tribes. Um, I can't remember the top of my head uh, what tribe it came from, um, but generally the Wendigo is, uh, it, it, they say it once was a human who then turned into cab- cannibalism. Um, a lot of the time they say it was because of like a harsh winter or a lot of like famine um, where they needed to obviously eat somebody, um, uh, which was considered a very vile act. Uh, which then transformed them to this very unstable, freaky creature. Um, <clears throat> as, and I would assume many people have heard about this just because it seems like the Wendigo is a very, I think probably one of the top cryptids in my opinion. I would say it'd probably go Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, who would be next? I don't even know. Um, the Loch Ness Monster is pretty big, pretty known. The The Loch Ness Monster? You think so? Really? I guess maybe more back in the day, but now, you think? Fair enough. I haven't heard as many stories. Or I seldom about hear it. about Loch Ness Monster. Definitely Bigfoot. Um, oh, like you don't really hear much about werewolves either, as I was about to say. That's true. Where I, Yeah, a lot of those things I feel like maybe when, we're, when I was younger, I probably heard more about. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like we haven't dealt, I haven't dived in too far into uh, a lot of this cryptid stuff. As of now, I mean, I've, I've touched, I feel like I've barely scraped the surface to be honest. Yeah. Oh, Chupacabra. That's always, oh yes. Chupacabra. That's a good one. Chupacabra. And then, um, yeah, you always hear on the skinwalkers, I would say. Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I made even, I might even put skinwalker over Chupacabra. 
You think so? Yeah, I would say, in my opinion, I'd probably go Bigfoot, Skinwalker, yeah, Chupacabra, and then Wendigo. Yeah. Mind you, though, a lot of, like, the Wendigo and Bigfoot and Skinwalker, I think are probably more due to where we're located. Right. Um, just because we're in the West, so... That's probably more why we hear it here, but right. I'm sure other places probably hear different ones. Mm. Yeah, I would say. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the one out of all of those that still scares me the most is the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Even though um like here where we live, like there's no Wendigos. Like that's just not a thing. Yeah. Those are all for like the more northern states and Canada. Mm-hmm. But um, here we have skinwalkers and that's what I should really be afraid of. Yeah. Um, and I can talk a little bit about that some other time. Well, but, yeah, we did that. We did our episodes sort of, I guess, just yeah. on skinwalkers, a brief, brief touch base on that. Maybe we right. should do an episode on that. That'd be sweet. I think it'd be cool. Um, cause I kind of, I kind of sort of have like an experience, I guess with one, but mm-hmm. also we'll leave it as like an asterisk next to that. Cause I don't want to confirm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the Wendigo still scares me the most because, yeah. um, I don't know. It just sounds the, the scariest. I yeah. think maybe the cannibalism does that or. Yes, I definitely. Um, I think, uh, so, and then another thing yeah. I just, I just remembered, um, very common throughout is, and it's almost like the, uh, like the skinwalker as well. A lot of people don't like to say its name. Right. Because it's very taboo. It's like, you don't want to get its attention almost. So from here on out, I'm going to refer to it as the thing. No, the W. The W? Yeah, the W. I'll just still call it the Wendigo. Dude, you're- I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) That was kind of spooky. I wish there was like a name, kind of like last time with the Black Eyed Kids, the Bex. The the Bex! (laughs) Um, I wish like the Wendigo had something like that, but- um, The Weenie. Yeah, I'm not good with nicknames. The um, good old deer skull antlers. I don't know. Um, no, oh, that's all. I just, I just like envision it in my head. Oh, I hate oh, yeah. that. I hate that so much. Um, hey, I live in like the middle of a city, so I'm not too scared of it. I'll call it the Wendigo. You can call it the W. I'm gonna call it the Wig. There we go. The Wig. The wig. And I know it's pronounced like two different ways. You can call it like the Wendigo or the Wendigo. I'm not sure which mm. one's right. I'm not sure either. Um, so. For all intents and purposes, for me, it's just going to be the the Wendigo. Okay, that sounds good. But just wanted to acknowledge that. Just yeah, in case. yeah. I'm going to call it the wig, just in case old Sticky Keys gets <laughs> angry at me. Keys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, yeah. So I uh, we don't have like too much to say on the topic. Obviously, like like we said prior to. Um, we did minimal research here because we wanted to just keep it short and sweet for you guys. Um, so Brendan's going to share a story here in a minute. Um, this, uh, this episode, like we said, probably is not going to be super long. Um, just a quick one, quick one for you guys, but yeah, maybe we should go into, uh, what the wig kind of looks like for sure. If you want to, if you, do you want to start describing it? Um, yeah, I could give kind of a general description. And so the Wendigo kind of takes the 
it's it has a very human shape it's a it's a humanoid kind of creature mm-hmm. um but one of the some of the f- like defining characteristics are the fact that it has extremely long claws yes for its hands um in which are actually made to be able to tear people open um <laughs> it's almost like think about it like as carving knives mm-hmm. because you want to exactly just have uh like if you're going to gut somebody and you want to use like get some meat yeah. Then you're going to need like some good carving knives, and so it can quickly just cut through flesh, um, and Sounds it can like eat a, very quickly. What's that guy? Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, except for not nice. <laughs> <laughs> not nice. Doesn't um, just cut your hair for fun. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, that's like one of the big things because it one of the defining characteristics too is the Wendigo is always hungry. It'll right. talk to you, and this is so scary. It'll talk to you about how it's always starving and how it's always cold. Right. And it always mimics like a human voice. Right. Yeah. And Ugh. it can, exactly, like it can pretend to be somebody like you know, even though it like already killed them and devoured them. Right. Or even if that person's still alive, it'll still use their voice and kind of call out to you. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess some other characteristics are typically that deer skull that it's talked about. Right. Like, wearing um, to where it kind of, that that's its head. It has like that that cervid skull, right. um, extremely long, sharp teeth as well. Because um, again, it's not meant for necessarily grinding. It's just like wolves. They have sharp teeth it's because just rip, it's rip to apart. tear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. And then it has the antlers on the deer skull as well. Yep. And so it's this humanoid shape, extremely, extremely tall, strong, razor sharp nails, and this deer skull head that's it's going on. It's terrifying. There. It's insane. And then the fact that it can mimic voices and can even like trick you into going after like saving somebody, it will mess with your head. It's insane how the Wendigo works. And I think that's part of the reason why it terrifies me. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. the the Skinwalker can also mimic voices, but just the shape of the the Wendigo and and just the way it is, it's it's always terrified me. Right. Yeah. And it it is spooky, man. Just like... If you guys haven't looked at a picture of the wig or, I don't know, just like kind of try to envision this in your head, it's spooky, man. Once you start like reading into people's stories and, and looking at pictures of what people like have come up with or, or depict the wig to be, it's spooky, man. A lot of these, a lot of these people that make the photos or draw them, always draw them as like very skinny, just kind of look like just malnourished, you know? Oh yeah. And then like the flesh all over their body is just kind of, it's like falling. Oh, it's just so disgusting and freaky. And, it is. It's, oh, and then glowing eyes, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, they do have those glowing eyes and they're piercing. They're described as like piercing. Like people feel like it can see through them yeah. or like even when they're hiding it, they always feel like it can see them. It knows where they are. Right. And I think uh, when I was doing my research, I I saw a lot of like people when they would say, well, I, at least what I like interpreted it as yeah. is like, it sounds stupid, but did you ever watch like Ghost Rider? Yeah, I did. You remember when he like, or his like power to like look into my eyes and I'm going to show you like the pain of everybody that you've like caused it onto. Yeah. Just like burns into his eyes, you know, that's what I imagine that to be like, like those that are so unfortunate to cross by the wig is like, and they see those eyes. Yeah. It just kind of, if they live, I guess. Right. It just, uh, you know, leaves them scarred for the rest of their lives. Well, you want to know something even crazier? Let's hear it. 
So with the Wendigo, there are it is it is known that at times they will collect their victims, take them back to their their residence, we'll call it mm-hmm. that, and they'll leave them alive, but over time slowly take chunks off of them until they do die. Uh-huh. Almost like they're storing food for winter. So they'll have like a human like store. Harb- uh, what's the word? Uh, hibernating? Yeah. Except for I don't think they hibernate. I just think they're constantly hungry and they're just trying to kill eating, everybody. But like, yeah, sometimes they will like stockpile humans and they're all alive. But they'll do things because they're, they're smart. They'll do things like um, cutting the Achilles tendons, um, cutting like the ACL and LCL in your knees because like they torture. want your. Yeah. But it's just to make it because now you're their dinner and they don't want you to go away. Right. Um, they're going to make you so you can't move. They're going to make you immobile. And mm-hmm. it's going to hurt like hell, but it's very effective. Like now you can't right. walk. Your Achilles tendon's gone. Your ACL and LCL gone. Mm-hmm. Um, just torn the hell up. It kind of sounds like, uh, and it's this like, might be wrong, but because yeah. I'm not 100% sure on this detail, but it almost sounds like, the the wig if it does hurt you it almost gets like a like i don't know how to explain it like like have you heard the tales of like vampires if they scare their their um prey yeah enough, they're like blood tastes better to the vampire or whatever right so like maybe for the wig it's like when your prey is hurt right feeling pain sorry uh feeling pain or anything like that like like it tastes better to the wig. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying because there are a lot of chemicals that go out in the body when we are injured right. or hurt right. or when we're scared in those fight or flight things. Mm-hmm. Um, like like the adrenaline rush and stuff. Exactly. Like maybe that tastes better to the wig. A lot of cortisol wig. as well. I don't mm-hmm. know how well that tastes, but. Um, <laughs> just, tor- just Google, does cortisol t- taste good? And then uh, the FBI shows up and they're like, why are you Google- Googling that? Consensual cannibalism. Just kidding. Consensual. <laughs> hey, they consented. It consented. It's okay. It's not I think it is legal, though. I think. Consented. Yeah, I wonder. Well, I think it's like legal in some states. Let me here. I'm going to do a quick, uh, quick Google search here. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess going forward, like, yeah, when they take those tendons and stuff, I'm assuming they're eating them. Maybe it's like a, a pre snack, like their daily fruit roll up. Uh, or their fruit by the foot. It's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and they just sit there afterwards licking their fingers. Just, <laughs> just, ah, weird. I don't know. Okay, so apparently, according to this very quick Google search, the United States currently has no laws against cannibalism per se. Huh. But most, if not all states, have enacted laws that indirectly make it impossible. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's some black market shit then. Yeah, that's, <laughs> mm, that's ooh, here we go. This is a, this is a nice Reddit, Reddit post. Okay. It says, it's consensual cannibalism illegal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, dang it. Well, it's you know, been deleted. There's a lot of like vor, like people like vor out there, which is sus. Vor? Yeah. What's vor? Um, it's kind of like that same thing, like eating people, like some Uh. people who really enjoy being like eaten and people who like to eat other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about this. The, you know, I think the only reason I know about this is from a mutual friend that we share. Um, I'm not going to put any names out there just because, um, you know, 
that's disrespectful. And yeah, they didn't yeah. say they were into it. It was just something um, as like a joke. They were like, yo, you know what Vore is? And I was like, the fuck is Vore? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, look it up. And so I looked it up and um, I believe that's what it was. So, um, yeah, can't say I'm into Vore. Um, I actually find it extremely disgusting, but it's it's kind of like being sexually aroused from eating somebody and like being eaten. Um, Ooh, that is interesting. I just uh, also Googled it. Mm. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, you, you uh, get sexual pleasure from uh, being eaten slash watching somebody like eat you. Just, hey, no king shaming. If any of our listeners are down with that, by all means, be down with it. But personally, I'm not down with the sickness. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hard pass on that one. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. I guess just going back to the Wendigo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. that's what we're talking about. Um, oh yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost twenty minutes in, we're like veering off into some <laughs> sexual kinks. <laughs> oh man. Maybe that's a future episode, just covering some of the strangest kinks out there. <laughs> just all the strange kinks. Yeah, that would be that'd be fucking insane. <laughs> in all honesty, like just doing an episode all about kinks. Like, oh yeah, somebody's into vor. Oh, somebody likes uh, their mommy to tie them up and like spank them all the time and then suck their dick. Like, what the frick kind of? I, what the? I don't know. You know, they also have like um, child play, which drives me absolutely insane. Um, just because I I can't where they're like like what do you, what do you mean child's play? Like where you dress as like a child? Yeah, where you dress as yeah. a child and you act like a child and you sit there and you're like. Oh my God, daddy, I've been such a bad little girl. Oh yeah, that's weird. Oh, mm-hmm. and they like dress in diapers and shit. <laughs> what the hell? You know what I'm talking about? No, I've never well, heard of that. I guess I've just seen like the sickness of the world, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just know a lot of shit that I wish I didn't. Um, yeah, but, I, I'm glad I don't know about that. That's kind of wild. But yeah, kinks could be something in the future, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't want to get anybody rock hard on the podcast. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh, so I just thought of a question actually. Yeah. And I don't know if you know the answer, but is the wig kind of like a, like a, I hesitate to say this, but is it kind of like a protector, if you will, um, for like nature in the forest? No. So how does it, so it comes to fruition because of something evil that we're not evil, but something so foul, I guess, like cannibalism. Um, has been performed. So, cause I know that I've seen, I, when I was doing research, I saw stories of like, for instance, like the, that hunter. Right. That like, wasn't following rules, just gave like no shits about anything. And it was said that the wig was sent out to take care of this hunter. Like somebody intentionally created a, a Wendigo to do this or what? Um, see and it was just like a brief i just briefly briefly read over it but i thought it was like the forest sent this wig out to take care of this hunter because they were not like properly doing anything right right so i don't know maybe it's not but that was that was probably like one of the only stories that i read that were like that however i'm sure i could probably find some more i'm gonna level like with talking about the wendigo and how they're always hungry and they say they're so cold so always in this constant like um, 
like freezing state. So the fact that starvation is one of the most painful feelings you can feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so starvation plus always being frozen solid. Yeah. Uh, if nature intentionally made a guy do that, nature's a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> like no joke. Like not yeah, gonna, I agree. That's the first thing that came into my mind. Like, okay, nature intentionally made this other person suffer to go attack this one hunter that was disrespecting it. Like, Two people just got ultimately shafted by nature. Well, nature just spread those <laughs> cheeks and like penetrated them. Just absolutely shafted. So maybe maybe I should have explained myself a little better. So it wasn't that there was like nature intentionally made a win or a wig. Yeah. Um almost gotcha. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it like because these creatures are in the forest or wherever they they like to um take rest, whatever you want to call it, yeah. where they live, um, that the forest called upon that creature to take care of this person. As if it were like, what if what if it wasn't a wig or if it was like a Bigfoot, for instance? You know yeah. how we talked about like maybe Bigfoot is sent out to protect the forest or whatever? Yeah. Um, maybe the wig at this point was like the closest... See, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I and and I could be totally wrong. I'm just trying to surmise some sort of like uh, idea from this very brief story I read. So right. obviously, I'm probably butchering it, and I'm sorry for anybody that uh, knows this story. Yeah, um, I probably should have read it for a little bit more. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I shouldn't have asked like extra questions then. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> it is okay because I yeah. uh, also didn't do much research on that one. So. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting. And I've, there was a few stories I read about the, the Wendigo and it was, it was interesting. A lot of it kind of followed the same track, but there was, there was one story that I thought was really interesting. And there's a common theme in a lot of these, uh, mm-hmm. was they tend to happen to hunters mm-hmm. and a lot of hunters are the ones who spend the most time in the woods. So it kind of makes sense. Um, so the people who spend a lot of times in the woods are going to have the most stories. Right. Um, of course there's going to be other people like hermits who probably stay in the woods, but you right. know, if you're, you're just like off grid people or something. Yeah. Why are you going to talk to somebody if you're trying to stay off grid? So right. not as many stories. Um, and a lot of them are written off as like bear attacks, but, um, I guess going on, here's kind of like the story. Oh yeah. Here so, we go. Um, there was this guy, uh, he was out hunting with his, uh, buddy in the woods um, they were actually elk hunting. They were looking specifically for elk. And the first night they heard something walking around their camp and they shone their flashlights out there and they didn't necessarily see anything. Um, but that's also kind of a characteristic of the Wendigo because it moves extremely quickly and it's able to to hide. I mean, um, especially if something so... I guess like evil one is a hunter. It has to know how to hide. Right. Um, but I guess continuing with the story, this thing was walking around their camp. They heard it, but they couldn't see anything. And so they had to just chalk it up to, you know, maybe there's an animal further out or maybe, Mm. um, it's just the forest. Right. And yeah, I mean, as you would like to convince yourself, you know, especially like, for instance, when, when I'm out camping or anything and I'm sitting in my tent. Yeah. It's late at night, and then I start hearing, like, crunching. Yeah. You know, anything like that kind of sets me off a little bit, you know? Right. Because you, you want to be able to convince yourself, and I think we talk about this quite often in most of, in, 
each of our episodes so far, but I think every person just has a natural tendency to want to convince themselves that it's kind of a, like surreal, yeah, freaky thing idea doesn't exist, you know, and I, I'm not like, I'm not cut from that, from that either, yeah. you know, cause I do it as well. When I'm right. sitting there, like I was explaining, I'll hear this crunch. I'm like, oh, it's probably just the wind. Or it's right. probably some little like chipmunk, squirrel or whatever. You know, when in reality, it could be something terrifying. Something exactly. terrifying that's just watching me that I don't know about, you know. Yeah. Because I, for whatever reason, I've done something to call its attention, you know. Right. It's just freaky. It's freaky stuff like that. You don't want to think about. You don't want to like, just like nobody wants to really think about. Well, I guess, again, some people might, but. Not many people that I know would probably want to think about the world ending or yeah. their loved ones dying or anything like that, right? So you try to avoid it. You try to think of other things. You try to push it away or convince yourself otherwise of something else. Right. And I think that's the same thing with all these stories. And I think that's why it's so easy for people to just write this off. It's like, oh, it's just a forest. Yeah. We heard a bunch of, we heard a bunch of noises outside. Let me shut down my flashlight. Oh, nothing? That's eh, probably not. There's probably nothing. Just the forest. Let's right. not worry about it. Well, when you start to buy into these things and you mm-hmm. want to acknowledge them that they're actually out there and things like this can happen, right? Um, you know, at that point, you're admitting that you're not in control. You're mm-hmm. no longer the apex predator out there. We're not top dog. Right. There are things out there that are bigger than us, much more skilled than us, um, and we necessarily can't defend ourselves from mm-hmm. that. We become the deer. And right. they become the predator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're almost staring down the barrel of a shotgun and you can't do anything to stop it. Especially if you were to acknowledge it. You know, if you're oh, if yeah. you're sitting there, let's say you're in this scenario again, like you're in a tent. Yeah. You start hearing this crunching, cracking, whatever you want to hear outside and you acknowledge it and you say, you know what? Let's just say that's probably a wick. Right. I'm going to go outside acknowledge its existence right you've essentially written yourself a sentence to death right right because you're you're sitting there and you're saying okay well you know what it's real i'm just gonna accept it yeah and if this is when i go this is when i go you know like that's yeah. terrifying to think about and that i think is exactly like why everybody wants to just avoid it because if let's say for it if for an instant it is legit it is real then yeah again dude i like i don't know what i would do Right. I don't know what I would do. If there's some evidence, concrete evidence, speaking of evidence, sorry, not to get too sidetracked. Okay. Um, I'm sure many people, because this has been a pretty hot topic yeah. of the confessions made by certain individuals pretty much guaranteeing alien life Yeah. and saying that aliens are on earth. The U.S. has aliens in their possession. Yeah. Pretty crazy. If you ask me, but it's insane. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, it makes sense because at that point we are um, admitting that, hey, there are these beings who had technology to travel the universe or across space or, you know, space, there's the dimension time, whatever. theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they were able to do that shows they are light years ahead of us they in technology. And we are so ignorant. It's a miracle they're here because we're so insignificant and we haven't even developed technology enough to catch up to them. Right. Like we're so far behind. We are literally their bitch. Yeah. Like they can do whatever they want with us at that point. And yep. 
to acknowledge aliens or to even have global governments acknowledge aliens, that's them saying we're not in control. They don't have control. There's no guarantee for our safety at this yep. point. We have to submit to kind of their Whatever's discretion. Happen. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There, it's up to them to decide our fates at this point, you know. But yeah. yes, we we digress. Let's go back to let's get back on topic. Um, of course, I guess it's still kind of on topic. But just to kind of reiterate, we want to convince ourselves that these things are no effect to us, right? So let's get back into this. We're in the cabin. Okay, two hunters. Oh, they're not even in a cabin. They're just in the woods. Oh, sorry, I thought we were in a cabin. So they're in the woods. No, they would have wished they were in a cabin. <laughs> um, okay. So they're just in the woods. They have their tents. Um, and they heard this kind of sound going around the camp, almost like something walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, uh, one of the guys goes on to talk about how he feels as though they were being watched, how they were being um, hunted. Like they were the prey in this point and they just didn't know where their predator was. And I guess continuing on that, like a little later on in the night, they also started hearing different animal sounds um but they weren't necessarily normal i mean as these hunters they were experienced enough to where they they knew about certain sounds and what animals right. should look like they could probably make out it like a, right. oh that was like a deer oh that was like some rabbit squealing or a coyote whatever right and they they were listening and they could identify like the animal but it sounded off as if it was something trying to mimic the animal that was making the sound or, or what that would normally make that sound, but they couldn't do it perfectly right. Um, and so they noted that brush it off is weird. Um, as we say, we all do. Yeah. Um, but as the hunting trip went on, they, they were able to get some, some elk and they ended up taking them back to their campsite. Mm-hmm. This was a, a week long trip and things quickly went South on day three. Okay. Um, that's when things started going crazy. So they brought these elk back to their camp. They had like two, two big ones. I don't know the exact size. I'm not too familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't note that. Yeah. I didn't find it super significant, but they brought these large elk back to their, their campsite and they ended up leaving their campsite. So this was midday. They brought it back. Then they leave the campsite to go back and hunt some more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what their license were, what their tags were. But later on in the the evening, when they get back to their campsite, they notice that the deer or the elk are gone, but what remained was their head. And with their head, there was this hole that was cut in the back, almost like you could fit over it, like in your mouth, as if you could reach in with your tongue and just suck it all out. Mm. And so like all the brains and the insights mm. there. Like and a they crawfish. Up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just left the skull there. And it was one deer skull and it was facing elk skull, their right? tent. Like the skull of say, this elk. Elk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was facing their tent, which, you know, sounds spooky to me, but it might just be insignificant. So, okay. So this, the elk, like the eyes were facing the tent or the back of the head? The, the eyes. And, you know, it was interesting, too, because they mentioned, like, the eyes were still in the sockets. And so imagine – and it. I'm trying to paint the image because I'm not being as descriptive. Mm-hmm. If I had the – next time I'll have to print out the story mm-hmm. and read it word for word. But the 
the animal peeled off all the flesh of the face. So it was literally just a skull of an elk. And the eyeballs? But left the eyes in the sockets. Oh. Everything else was gone and just sucked out the back. As if you could just put it over your face like almost a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, like or a bowl like of a cereal. Exactly. Mm. And it was just left there. Both of the eyes in just facing their tent, which take that as you will. You mm. know, to me, that would be a lot scarier at night. Like if I woke up and I saw that, um, but they oh, were just, dude, can you imagine that you would, like get up to use the bathroom and then you see that just next to your tent? Yeah. That would be terrifying. Oh yeah. And was there blood? Um, no, no, there blood. wasn't. That was something they did mention. It was completely clean because mm. their first thing was like, okay, we had some, some bears or some other scavengers come yeah. in and just kind of take it apart. And we didn't like, um, put it away good. I don't know yeah, how yeah. you protect that and how you, you keep the kill, but they didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these animals and for it to be, I mean, for it to be like a bear or anything, there would definitely be blood. There'd right. probably be remains everywhere because yeah. the bear's not going to eat everything. And why would they leave the skull with just the eyes? That's yeah. terrifying. I've never heard of a bear like peeling the face off. Yeah. And like, that's spooky. I think I could see it. Like if there were crows involved or something like, you know, yeah. or, uh, not crows. Um, uh, what are those mm-hmm. ugly, <laughs> what are those ugly, uh, birds? Freak. Um, I, oh, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. They fly. Yeah. They fly. They like, I uh, mean, all birds <laughs> kind of fly. um, vultures, vultures. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like a vulture or something, you know, they or maybe they, like a hawk or a hawk, something that just like, is a more of like a carnivore that will pick at the flesh. Yeah. You know? Cause if they pick at the flesh, then I could totally see how there could be like a, a just a, a skull. You know? Yeah. But then that doesn't leave that. Like that doesn't explain the eyes. Right. You, know? you think they would take so, those. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. But, and then also like the back of the head, like the brain being gone. Right. Like it just sucked it out with a freaking, like a straw or something. Right. Ooh. And I just don't know. I could imagine, you know, giving credit to maybe like it actually being a Wendigo, like they said, Yeah, that deer skull would allow them to stick that, that face in deeper and they wouldn't right. necessarily need to cover like we do where we would need a bigger hole to even go in there. But kind of how cervids kind of get, you know, smaller right. towards the end right. of their face. Um, it'd be easy for that to just slide in there and just eat it out. Yeah. Ugh. And so, um, they get back, they see this deer skull and just completely like emptied and they note it and they find it extremely strange. Um, and they can't necessarily explain it, but they're not leaving just yet. Right. Cause this is day three of a five day. Right. No, this okay. is seven days. This is an entire week. Oh shoot. And okay. So we're day three days three. into a seven day trip. So we still right. have about pretty much four days left. Right. That was the plan yeah. to just kind of stay out there for, you know, the entire seven days. And so day three things like escalated a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and what ended up starting to happen after that is the, the noises intensified. Like instead of just happening at night, that same, um, day that evening, they heard the same type of animal noises and they couldn't mm-hmm. explain it. They actually took their guns and they went out in the forest trying to find something mm-hmm. and they couldn't. But yet they heard the animal sounds and, you know, to add something even more scary as they were out there, they heard different animal sounds and some of them sounded so close, like maybe 10 yards out and they can't see them. They can't see it. They don't, they can't identify where it's coming from. And it would jump from the left side to the right side. It would sound like it's coming right in front, 
coming right in the back. And so you just hear these animal, these noises all around you, like as if you're surrounded by rabbits or you're surrounded yeah. by, by some, some animal, whatever. Exactly. It is, yeah. And you can't see it. You can't identify it at <laughs> so all. So terrifying. You, uh, you basically just have to try and figure it out. Like you have no idea where it's coming from. And Aspen, especially like, when it's just you and your pal. You know, exactly. If there were like multiple people, you could have a much wider range to search and be like, okay, what's going on? Like who's, what is making this noise? Exactly. But it's just two dudes. Exactly. And they just had the rifles and you know, you feel pretty safe behind a rifle because you know, okay, like deer, elk. Yeah. It's all um, going to be taken out by this rifle. Yeah. Oh, these bears. But then you find something that you can't identify. Right. You know, it's not a rabbit, but it sounds like a rabbit mm-hmm. and you can't see it. Um, and if you're an experienced hunter, I don't know how experienced they were because they got their, their elk taken. Um, or I don't even know what, I'm not a hunter, so I don't know the protocol, but, um, if they're supposedly like professionals and they know what they're doing and they know animal sounds, they should have the ability to find an animal. Exactly. That's kind of part of the job of being a hunter. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine being a doctor, not knowing how to do anything in your profession? You're like, I'm actually really good at welding. Yeah. I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't make any fucking sense, but, um, yeah, kind of in that same, same sense, like they couldn't identify and that's their job. Mm -hmm. And so a little bit on edge, they end up heading back to their campsite and that night it happens again all around them the these animal calls are going but instead of it just being regular animal calls it was the sound of rabbits like in pain and dying have you ever heard a rabbit squealing yeah it's so it's horrible it's it's one of the most terrifying sounds um it's, it's really sad too actually yeah you know um maybe maybe i can include like a clip of that towards the end or something yeah so um, I, I mean you could just throw it in now fair enough this is an animal not not an animal. This is a rabbit, like, dying and in pain. one of the most disgusting noises I have ever heard. Mm-hmm. And um, personally, I would never want to hear that in the forest mm-hmm. um, because a something's killing that rabbit or right. it's caught up in something. And I don't want to be caught up in whatever it has going on. Right. Especially cause it's like, let's say it's caught up in a trap. Well, yeah. who set those traps? It wasn't us. Exactly. You know, then there's something else out there. Right. That I don't know. And why are they setting traps so close to camp? Exactly. If they were other humans, they would acknowledge our existence and say, hey, I actually set up a trap over there. Yeah. I'm going to take it down. Or say, hey, I set up a trap over there. I will leave it, but please don't bother. Like, you know, right. some, some sort of acknowledgement, even, even if like it was a trap. Yeah. And I knew I was the only one out there. I still would be terrified. Oh yeah. Why is there a trap out there? Why is this rabbit like squealing? Yeah. And if it's not a trap, I, cause my, my brain immediately, if I was in the position, 
it would immediately go to something that rabbit's being killed. I wonder yeah. what it is. It, you know, it's interesting. And so uh, it just, it creeps me out because they're hearing all of these dying rabbit noises just mm-hmm. around them. And they actually go out to see if they can find it. Absolutely nothing. But the whole time they're out there, the rabbit screams are there and they're getting louder and louder. And, you know, beats the fuck out of me why they just weren't packing up and leaving right then and there. Yeah, it would have bounced immediately. Oh, yeah. The minute I heard, like, creepy animal noises and I know, like, especially, like, when I go out in my friends and I'm with my friend and I'm the hunter who's supposed to know where everything is, but all of these animal sounds are coming all around me and I can't identify it. Nope. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm moving out. This yeah, is done. I I, dude, as soon as my elk New York was City, like, here I come. <laughs> I go to the city. Um, as soon as my elk was like gone, yeah, I would have I would have just been to my home and like, we're out of here. I'm done. Yeah. Not gonna hang. Can't hang. Sorry. You it's can say over. if you want, but I'm packing up my shiz and I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Just abandon your friend. Hell yeah, dude. If you didn't <laughs> want to come with me, I'd be like, screw you, bro. I mean, at that point, he's probably a fucking retard. So get <laughs> yeah, that guy honestly. out of your life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a quick like side thought too. Cause I said like pack up, moved to New York city. What if there was a movie like the Wendigo in New York and it lived in the subway? That'd be wild. That'd be fucking crazy. Um, anyway, I digress <laughs> back to the main, um, kind of story. Um, so that night, all of those screams are going on. They can't identify it. They end up staying awake and they end up relighting the fire that they had that night. Hmm. Um, hoping that maybe they could um, see something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't. There is one thing they did say they saw. Um, and it was two like reflective eyes out there that mm-hmm. almost looked like deer eyes, but they had that glowing red tint to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they shine like a flashlight over there, they couldn't identify it. Um, and you know, I know we're short for time, so I'm going to just try and summarize the rest of it, uh, fairly quickly. Um, what ended up happening is on day five of this trip, his friend went out mid day just Mm -hmm. to go take a piss. Mm -hmm. He went out maybe 15 yards, Mm -hmm. not, not extremely far, but enough where you have enough privacy. Right. Doesn't hear back from him for 30 minutes. Oh, wow. He's taking a long dump. That's what you'd think. And he got, <laughs> he got a little bit, um, he got a little bit worried for his friend. And so he calls out to him, um, and he gets the res- response back that again, that kind of idea of it sounds close to what it's trying to mimic, but it's not quite it. Right. And so he hears something along the lines back, um, like Jonathan, Jonathan, come here. Mm-hmm. I found something, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like his buddy, but he can tell it's a little bit weird. So he ends up grabbing his gun mm-hmm. and he heads out there. And when he gets there to where he heard the noises, absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing at all. Um, except for he hears a branch break and he can see his friends. This is where it got really spooky. His friend's head is hanging from a tree eyelids peeled off absolutely just dead staring all the flesh is still on the face eyelids peeled off and he didn't get close enough to see if it was missing its brain or anything Mm -hmm. but you can see its entrails just hanging down from its neck as well and then 50 yards off just watching him he saw 
this this beast, this thing, and he described it just like the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Deer skull, um, razor sharp claws, just hunched over a little bit as if it was in almost a defensive like attack position. I know mm-hmm. that's kind of like um, mm-hmm. contrary to what it actually is. Um, and as if it's going to like attack him. Like it's pounce. Inti- exactly. Like it's getting ready to bolt after him. Exactly. And he's making eye contact with this thing the entire time and just talking about the dread he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And so instinctively what he does is he lifts up his rifle and he shoots. Mm-hmm. The being literally doesn't feel anything at all. He can't even tell if it made contact with it. And it's now charging towards him at unreasonable speed. Mm. This guy, he shoots off two more shots and the thing's literally like 10 feet away. And he ends up just trying to bolt. Mm-hmm. He keeps trying and he keeps running. Thing cuts his leg. He's now bleeding. It got behind him and it cuts his legs. Mm-hmm. And immediately it slices a part off eats that part and then sinks its teeth right into his leg, just tearing at the flesh. Hmm. This guy, luckily he still had his rifle and he used the butt of it to get it off. And mm-hmm. then he fired a shot. Mm-hmm. He heard the thing cry and run away. Um, and he thought that was the end of it. And so he limps back to his campsite. Mm-hmm. Whole thing was torn to shit. Holy Tents shit. done. Everything spread out everywhere. Just ripped. Just freaking leave tires on your cars slit wow so he he gets to the campsite he starts making his way back to the car yeah and tires are messed yeah wow luckily he kind of had an idea where like how to get back Mm -hmm. um and so eventually this thing kept fucking with him he was able to defend himself he Mm -hmm. ends up making it back to town um somehow avoiding this is where i got a little bit suspicious of the story because he was able to stop enough bleeding to where he was able to finish those last couple of days and make it back to town by hiking out. Wow. Um, and he was able to avoid the Wendigo that entire time. Huh. With a huge gash in his, or a bite, I guess, or a yeah. chunk taken out of his leg. Yeah. Hmm. So. Sounds a little. It oh, sounds a little suspicious, but. Sounds a little fishy to me. Yeah. I don't, it talks about he made like makeshift crutches or whatever, but like, huh. you this know. like Bear grills. I guess <laughs> he's an expert that didn't know how to hide his elk. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Dang. He ends up getting back to town. He reports it to the police. They go mm-hmm. back to where the campsite is. There's fucking nothing there. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No equipment, nothing. The only evidence that was left was the campfire. Huh. They go out. He takes them to the exact spot to where his friend's head was. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. There was nothing. There was no evidence at all. They called a search party to try and find this guy's friend. They actually accused him of murdering his friends, but, you know, um, there's kind of that idea of no body, no crime. Right. Um, and so they had to chalk it off as just like a missing person. Missing person. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of how the story ended. Wow. Well, oh, that's so spooky, dude. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine just that that image? I don't know. I'm like painting is such a terrifying image. I just hate this. But I'm like yeah. envisioning just like a like a dead body hanging from a tree. Yeah. Oh, it's and just then, the head with the entrails. Just the head. And then just in the distance behind with like, I'm just envisioning like some fog. Yeah. This thing just kind of heavy breathing yeah. with its arms out. And this is broad day too. Oh, that's Think of so the balls freaky. on this thing. And it's fast enough to where it was able to avoid being seen, but right. it wanted to be seen in this moment, mm-hmm. which absolutely blows my mind. You know, that thing was something. Yeah. Anyways. And it, and this isn't concrete 
wig, right? It's uh, this guy just described it to be looking like a wig. Yeah. But we don't know for sure if this was a wig. Exactly. Okay. He claims it was after doing research, but um, he can't confirm and nobody else can confirm because where's the evidence? Right. All the evidence is gone. Disappeared. Almost hmm. like the FBI uh, forced his friend to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't want anybody else to be able to uh, reinvestigate their work. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh, like Dick sorry. fucking Cheney. Dude, it's just going to be a running theme every episode. We have to tie it back to Dick Cheney. Bro, oh, I'm man. never letting that man die. Oh, dude, maybe maybe it hollows out the skull because that's how Dick Cheney fits his big old fat nose in there. Probably. You know, because he's like the penguin. He just, yeah. <laughs> just has to pierce in there, suck the life out of everything. <laughs> Logically. Uh, Yes. Um, anyways, uh, that about does it for us. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I just think uh, maybe to give you guys, I think we, we spoke about it our last um, episode, but we are working on something big. Um, we want to touch base on a couple of things, but I think we should be looking forward to some uh, Epstein soon. That's the goal. That is the goal. Anyway, if anybody has any input or would like to reach out, maybe send their own interpretation of the uh, Wendigo or if they have any drawings, um, please send that to shadow.valleypod at the dogenetwork.com. You guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you.